What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm. In this episode, we'll be talking with Kumo. Kumo is the founder of Kumo's World, which is one of my favorite NFT collections. As you can see by just looking at the website or visiting the Discord, it's an incredibly feel-good community, as well as some incredibly cute artwork. So really, I, I think it's a one of the most family-friendly projects out there. And in this episode, we'll be doing a deep dive on how Kumo came to build this project and what we can expect in the coming months. So enjoy this episode with Kumo. Kumo, welcome to the Mastermind.fm show. Thank you for having me. So thanks for joining us. And for those listening, I've just uh, introduced my son, Kumo because I wanted to show both my son who designed these fantastic uh, NFTs and also to Kumo the fruits of her labor. I think it's it's nice to see when the children ultimately, although they're for adults as well, we, we love them too, <laughs> but I think there's something special in seeing children enjoying NFTs. To me, it's something magical, at least. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's rare that, you know, children can actually enjoy it directly. It's usually, you know, people talk about it and they, they don't actually understand it. But to, to be able to see them enjoy it, like, your son is so adorable. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. No, welcome. And actually, with my wife, I just tell her there's no other work in the world that I can do where I can share and explain to my three-year-old son what I'm doing and have him participate because he helps yeah. me choose them <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> and the fact that he has a favorite as well is, is yeah. so cute <laughs> it's one of the cheapest ones actually <laughs> oh that's all good so i can keep the rare ones myself <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go like from the start um yeah. what's your background and where did this idea come from to start this collection so my background is actually not in art it's it's in many different things so i have a a full degree in science and pharmacology and then after that i decided that it wasn't for me so i went into uh, software development and that's what i'm working full-time with at the moment and i guess during covid times uh when it was the pandemic and we were all in lockdown i wanted to kind of explore more of my creative things because i i always painted i always drew um, but I was always told that it was a hobby and that you can't make any money out of it. So, no, I never really thought much of it. And then when I discovered NFTs, it was like a whole new world. Like, what is this? And everybody there is so nice and so helpful. And then, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to create like a space where people can like come in and be, I guess, be themselves and not you know, like how most people these days are so stressed at work and they kind of forget how to how to be big kids or how to just play and just be silly and not be judged for it. It's like, oh, you're an adult. Why are you doing that? It's like, no, we're, we can we can be kids. <laughs> we are big kids at heart, you know, whether you uh, admit to it or not. So it was like that kind of world that I wanted to create, like a safe space for people just to to be one with their inner child and also allow them to, I guess, be creative again, because a lot of the times people are not, I guess, not confident or they don't believe that they're creatives or that they that they are an artist. But I believe that everybody 
we're born into this world as an artist, as a creative. It's just a way of expression, right? Like art is just a way to express your own creativity and there's no right or wrong to that. And so that's why I'm always encouraging people to create more and, and do art regardless of whether you believe it, because it's probably somewhere along the way in your life, someone said to you, you're not an artist, you're not good at art, art is not for you. And then you kind of believe that that's why you probably stopped or, or whatever. So this is like a space where people can just enjoy and, and, and kind of embrace their, their selves and their creativity. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. where it came from. Yeah, just to add on to that, I think NFTs for me, they kind of, I always was quite distant from art because I felt I never understood, never had the connection. And through NFTs, I got, I got interested. I mean, obviously, when I see these NFTs that you released, I kind of understand them, no? I, 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 <laughs> I can see which one I like and which one not, which one is rare. But when I go to a gallery, a museum, I don't really understand much, but I think that the, these NFTs, many projects are serving as a bridge because it got me interested in learning about art. And so I started learning about the history of art and I'm still far away, but I think it's it helped me connect with the art industry. Plus also what you mentioned, like I never knew how to draw anything apart from stickman. That's, that's my level, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I'm quite good at code as well. So it got me into generative art and the possibility that I can code and create art. Yeah. No? So I think, and obviously it's brought exposure to all these generative art artists, which were kind of underappreciated before mm -hmm. the NFT boom. So this is really nice. And apart from, especially this project, I feel that apart from us as adults connecting with our inner child, they are serving as a way to connect with the rest of our family for those who have children, especially as we mentioned. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people in the crypto space, because there's so much happening, we tend to get overworked. We're always on our computers because it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's I want to spend a lot of time with my family, share time with my kids as they grow up. Yeah. But I kind of feel torn apart because it's really hard to keep in touch with what's happening and spend time with the kids. So at least with a project like this, I can both work and connect <laughs> with my kids at the same time. So that's something amazing. Yeah. I think it's important as well that, uh, especially in the space, there's just so much, I don't know, the time in the NFT space is so different to, to the real world. You know, people who don't, who are not in the NFT space will not understand <laughs> that <laughs> the time in the NFT space is just either really fast or really slow, depending on what you're doing. So it's sometimes people, you know, forget that the, they're the life outside of NFT and they, they can neglect it. So I guess like with uh, Kumo's world is to kind of, like you said, allow the family and, and children and everyone to get involved. It's not just like the adults that, oh yeah, you're buying it. So you're the only person that that's, you know, that gets to enjoy. So it allows like everybody to, to enjoy the NFTs. Like NFTs is not just a JPEG. It's, it's so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so, so tell us about the time. Let's talk about time. How long ago did you get involved in NFTs? How long did it take to build the project till you finally released? So I started the project, I think it was September or August. It was four, three, four months ago. 
it was just an idea. There wasn't really much to it. Like I set up the Discord so that I had it there and I set up the Twitter page. So I had it there and everything else was just, uh, it was just to kind of have there. <laughs> I didn't have anything like a roadmap or like images or anything. I kind of had like an idea of how the images would look, but I never, I didn't actually have anything drawn properly for mm-hmm. the characters and the classes. And then I did one giveaway because I was just, you know, wanted to see if people are interested in, in the style that I'm doing. And uh, so one giveaway, it was fine. And I think at the time my discord only had about like 20, 30 people. And then from that one giveaway, someone was mentioning it to, to like other projects. And then I got like an influx of like 200 people. Like at that time, 200 was like, where did these people come from? And so they were in my discord. I, w- I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, when moon, when roadmap, when this, <laughs> when that. <laughs> and I was like, um, wh- who, who are you guys? <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> And then they're like, is there any like channels where questions where the frequently asked questions? And because at the time, my Discord only had one channel, which was like general and and like welcome page. And I I was, you know, so just overwhelmed by everything that I was like, made an announcement channel like, hey, guys, this is a very new project. I don't have anything yet, but I will write something up like it was all very last minute. And then I guess from there, I got a lot of people like helping me, just kind of offering their help. Like, oh, I see you're very overwhelmed. Is there anything I could do for you? And I was really, really lucky that um, I will I will give a shout out to Jess uh, for for uh, she's in Only Force. And she came to me and was like, oh, is there anything I can help you with? Because, uh, you know, I see that there's like a huge influx of people and, mm-hmm. and you seem like you're a bit overwhelmed and I was like yes please I, I would really <laughs> help so then uh, from there I started to kind of properly think about it and started to build the project as it is now so then along the way I had people from like a lot of the people came from OniForce because I was really active there and so a lot of people from there were helping me and then so we started I guess build what the project had become so I wanted to do like sneak peeks, like drops of, um, of what the characters would be like and from the different classes. And so I didn't want it to just be like, here's a sneak peek channel. Everybody go check it out. That's what we're dropping. So I decided to build it into a story. And also because it's Kuma's world, I didn't want to just have like a story where I wrote everything and be like, OK, this is my story. And you guys just read it. So I wanted it to, to be interactive so people can engage and be interested and also um you know, it'll be a bit of fun. So that's how the the expedition came about was just because I didn't want to just be boring and have a sneak peek channel. And then I was like, okay, well, that's not bad. Maybe this could evolve into something more. And so as we were doing the expedition, so as you can see, this the, the whole project has just been evolving as mm-hmm. our community is evolving. So they were suggesting and I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. So we would try and incorporate it in. And so the expeditions then people were saying oh that would be a really good idea for children's storybooks and I was like that's actually something that I really wanted to do but I just didn't know like how or if people would be interested I said okay right so you know children's storybooks is definitely something that I would love to do so maybe we can incorporate this into the project then I guess as we started to get more attraction with the community because what was really nice is that we've never actually um 
use any, you know, influencers for promotions or mm-hmm. done any marketing. Like everything had just been like word of mouth. That's kind of how we've grown and, and people suggesting the project to other people. We've always kind of had, not always, but sometimes we'd have like bursts of like 200, 300 people join the community. And then what's nice is that the people that were there before can, you know, introduce themselves and I guess uh, engage with them and build like a solid base. And then when the next load comes in, then you have those ones that would, it would be kind of like gradually uh, building a solid community, which was something that we always wanted at the start. And then, yeah, sorry, I go on a big ramble. <laughs> like, no, okay, it's, it's, it's all, all really good. I just want to recap for those who are listening. All this that you mentioned is happening before lunch. And mm. obviously it continues happening even now after lunch. But I wanted to point out that you came in without being like an expert in NFTs or projects or even being a full-time artist. Mm. You came up with a small idea that was good. And organically, without paying anyone or bugging anyone, just people <laughs> coming in and and helping you out just because they're interested in yeah. whatever you're creating, right? So I, I when I when we talk about community, sometimes it can feel a bit like vague, you know? Community, what's this? Is it like mm-hmm. buying thousands of followers to inflate your Discord? Yeah. Is it? Uh, influencers but no community really is about people who are interested in building something and helping each other out without any real interest and we could talk about prices of nfts floor when moon all this stuff but (laughs) i think at that stage that you mentioned people just want to build something no create something to have something new cartoons because they like like the arts mm-hmm. so, so i think i think that's that's really amazing that all this happens before launch mm. so yeah let's let's continue from there so then you launched there was a, a bit of a shaky period where <laughs> the mint was kind of slow and then it kind of sold out in a day which was yeah so <laughs> i guess like from day one it wasn't like we were because we never really even talked about floor price before launch and most places would or I because I'm in a lot of projects and before launch people would always try to predict the floor price mm-hmm. and be like is this going to make me money am I going to be able to profit from it but our I feel like our community is very wholesome like there was no talk of like prices or or like mooning or anything like obviously you get like the the odd one or two people that come in and then they realize oh this is not the vibe <laughs> this is not the vibe <laughs> that I'm looking for and so they go. But yeah, I mean, um, like we've had just a lot of support from the community. So even during the mint, because we were planning, we we initially planned for the 30th of October, but we pushed it out because the gas were was just so insane that it was it wasn't worth our while to to launch during that day. But then we pushed it back until I think for the 11th of November. But we had some issues with with the contract because uh, the gas, again, was really expensive. So it was costing us a lot to to deploy the contract. And this was, I guess, our first time for everything. So we were just learning as we were going. And the community was super patient and kind that they didn't, you know, cause any fuss for any of this, which I'm like so grateful for. I was like, okay, someone's going to be upset or annoyed some way or other. But luckily, nobody, nobody was. And then when we finally launched, it was also gas was high, but I was so 
blessed and grateful that people were, you know, minting during the whitelisting period, even though gas was high. It was like they were they were showing their support in, in that way, saying we're, we're going to mint during this time, even though mm-hmm. it's, it's expensive. But, you know, we believe in you and the project. So that was really nice. And so we had maybe like a week. There were people minting like every day, but it was just slow. And we didn't really mind because, like I said, we weren't planning to sell out on the first few days because um, I guess that's not our obviously it's nice if you sell out but that's not like our priority like we're going to sell out we're going to moon and all that stuff so it was like gradual people buying into the project finding out about the project and I was I guess because I like I said we didn't do any marketing um I am not good at marketing (laughs) I don't know where to begin (laughs) so the only thing that I could have done uh which I did was I was hopping into all the other servers that I was part of and I would do like live streaming and and drawing their pieces there. And then from that, people were asking me, oh, so Kumo, like, are you doing a project or anything? Are you doing like a, a derivative project? I'm like, no, actually, this is the project I'm doing. And so that way I'd be just talking about my project while I'm drawing. And people are, I guess, they're, they feel more engaged that way as opposed to just some random person doing like a giveaway and getting people that way. So it was like getting more people that were genuinely be interested in the project. So that's what I did. And then on the day of the sellout, which was so unexpected on that morning, I remember going into discord and just be like, yo guys, what's up? Just, you know, chilling with my peeps. And then um, I saw someone posted, Oh, Hey Kumo, you should contact this person. I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, Evan had a, I think a tweet to say that he was looking for like small projects or projects that need help to, you know, get more eyes on. So I messaged Evan or I went onto the tweet and I said, oh, okay. So he's following me already. So I think because before my launch or even before the project started, I had commented on one of his posts, like the, the monkey King or something. And we just had like a few exchanges and, and then I added him and he added me. And so then I messaged him and he's like, Hey, Kuma, what's up? I'm like, Hey, so I saw this tweet and, um, uh, and, and, you know, people were saying that I should, you know, talk to you and so mm-hmm. he was like oh you got a project tell me about it so I told him about my project and he was very interested and he was like oh um are you sold out yet and I was like oh no no we're still 600 we just we only sold about 600 or so but it's, it's all cool like we're, we're not like bothered by it that much and he was like oh yes probably because the gas is high then he was like but don't worry I got you and I was like okay cool thinking oh maybe like an extra hundred or people you know to buy the project no problem and he was super nice like it was like this is why I think influence or having the right eyes on your project is important because him alone like if I hadn't contacted him like we wouldn't have sold out but like he posted about the project and literally within 45 minutes we sold out it was like People were just flooding into the 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 um the general chat in mm-hmm. the Discord. And it's so funny because everyone else who was already there was like, Kuma, what's happening? <laughs> Where are all these people? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who they are or where they came from. And there was like people from like projects like Kongs or Kai Shoes and Bear Deluxe and I don't know what else other projects are out there, but they were like all coming in, like, hey, we're from this project. We heard about you guys, you know, so excited. And then, um, yeah, we were actually doing like an expedition that day, like during this crazy period. And then like my team members were like, Kumo, are we still hosting the expedition? Because it's a bit crazy out there. <laughs> and I was like, well, we said we'll do it. So we're going to do it. Just 
just so that the the, the original people that were there uh, they might have been looking forward to it so we did it anyways but it was still kind of curly during that whole time i guess that's how we we minted out or sold out because mm-hmm. thanks to Evan Tan, thank you so much. I don't know if you're probably not going to be listening, but if you are, thank you so much. <laughs> you have you have made like you know, given a push to the project in 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 the forward direction, and now we can do a lot more uh, because because of his um, influence, which I'm super insanely grateful for. I guess that's that's what happened on launch day. It was crazy, and yeah. <laughs> Not on launch day, on on, on the sellout day. Actually. Sorry, yes, on the sellout day. <laughs> launch day was like a week before that sellout day. Yeah, that, that's an, it's an amazing story. I I was at the gym and I actually noticed because OpenSea was down, and I'm like, I went to Discord to check why, and I either went into your Discord uh, server or some other, and everybody's like. Kumo setting out. It's like one of the top projects. Everybody's <laughs> buying. Like, what happened? <laughs> How did it go from not minting <laughs> much to <laughs> breaking <Yeah>. open? <laughs> that was yeah. That was really funny because like the day beforehand, I remember talking to one of the like some of the people that were we were in live chat uh, or general chat, I think, or either that or voice chat. And I was saying to them, I was like, you know, guys. Even if I'm the last one standing in this project, I am never going to give up on this project because the only reason a project fails is when the, I guess, the the founder and the artist and the people that run the project give up on it. And that's when it fails. Like if there's still at least one person believing in the project, it will it will still be alive. And they're like, oh, no, Kumo, don't you worry. We're all going to still be there for you. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to, you know, go on a shopping spree on the weekend. And I was like, guys, you have plenty of time to buy don't worry (laughs) then literally 12 hours later they're like kumo what just happened (sighs) yeah still still can't believe it happened but yeah 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 me too (laughs) so so let's talk about uh, this the project longevity and and the team Mm. so once you started how did you build the team and I'd love to, because we can all be very optimistic and idealistic about mm. a, any project, really. But what are the incentives for people, for example, to join the team that does work on a daily basis, managing Discord, helping with development? Yeah. What are the incentives there? And what are, in your opinion, the incentives for you and the rest of the team to be around for many more months or years? Yeah. So... I guess like before, I've just been very lucky that people that have come into the project and the team have have been voluntary. Like I said, Jess came in and she introduced me to the two devs. It was like you could call like mutual where they had no experience in, in the project or in the NFT space and they wanted to gain experience and build their portfolio and, and kind of like work up from there. And so I was like, okay, yeah, you can come join the project because I had no experience either. But it's like, okay, so let's just kind of build together and, and see where it goes. Um, and then with the mods, it's the same thing. They wanted to help out with the project. And so they came in and everybody has just been voluntary. So it's in that sense, it's like, I don't expect them to be there all the time. If they if they enjoy being there in the community, then then I'm more than happy to have them hang out and stuff. And that's kind of like what how it's been like. Like I'm the only full-time person there. So I'm I'm like full-time on the project. 
And like I always say to the team, I'm like, okay, if, if you have any other thing that you need to do or priorities, like you guys are the priorities to do your own thing. Like, don't worry about Kumo's world if you have other things to do. And the, I guess the initial incentives was like, we haven't really had much of like a, a huge incentive as such for people to to join the team. It's more if people want to join, they they contact me. And then if if I vibe with them, then then they would they would join. It's not like I'm selling. Uh, um, like if that makes sense, it's like uh, where I'm I'm putting an offer and people are accepting because I feel like if if people want to help out, then they would come to me as opposed to me trying to find them because then like at least we kind of vibe on the same level. Mm-hmm. And there are some like incentives that I need to to kind of map out and write out because uh, obviously now that we've sold out I, I need to organize myself even though it's a one week ago it feels like <laughs> it feels like only yesterday so with being sick and everything yeah I need to uh, start to think properly about how to plan people's uh, like kind of assign roles because I have a flaw which is I tend to take everything on myself and and do everything as much as I can but now I think I I'm able to kind of assign tasks to people because uh that's that's only if like you know they have time and everything and like talking about like compensations and stuff so yeah a lot to think about I mean the the team has just been growing by itself it wasn't like I said okay right guys I need to have 10 people on the team okay now now we're going to build to 20 it's more uh kind of seeing how how we grow as a community and then if I feel like okay now we need to bring on some more people like the last time I put out like a a Google form like an application so if people want to apply they can and then it would be more like why why do you think you fit are a good fit for Kimo's world to help out and stuff like that. And so to kind of find the right people, because I think it's important to find people that believe in your vision, as opposed to just find someone who has the time and that will just be there all the time. It's like, you want people to really believe in the project on your team. Sorry, I might've gone a big ramble there. (laughs) No, no, it's perfect. I think what's happening kind of in Web3 in general and with these projects is that people start off because they want to learn or because they want to they like the project and want to help mm-hmm. out. I think at some point, obviously, you need to be thinking about your daily bread. How are you going to balance things with if you have another job? So I think that's where if there's someone who's really good, you can think about discussing some kind of remuneration with him, mm-hmm. getting him full time, that kind of stuff. But I think it's really nice that people usually uh, start off on a voluntary basis, either building tools for other projects as well. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get remunerated afterwards without any previous expectation. So that's really nice. And yeah. I find the incentives quite good there. Mm-hmm. One thing I also wanted to talk about, um, from my perspective, NFTs have really shown that you really don't need to be in any particular place in the world, have a particular nationality, gender, nothing of that counts apart from your talent and your contribution, really. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that and share what you want about yourself and how maybe your background influenced the project and and kind of how you build the team. And I don't know, for me, it, it kind of, 
I've been in the tech space for 20 years now. And like, even if when you launch a, a Web2 project, you see that most of the sales are North America always. So you mm. kind of build a profile of a person. Um, and even with, with the NFT conferences, you kind of see this 20 year old white male, mostly Americans congregating and you see it in crypto in general, but when projects like this one or, and many others, really, we're seeing just total diversity. And I'm not saying that there's anything good or bad and with, with just Americans or Europeans. Mm. I just love the fact that you can be anywhere really and just contribute without any, any, any barrier. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree as well. It's like, most of the times you don't actually know where these people are from or mm -hmm. if they, you know, most of them are just anonymous. You know, they go by a nickname and a profile picture. That's all you really know them as. Yeah. And it's so nice in that sense that they're in, I feel like in the NFT space, there's not really, you don't see that much like prejudice or, or race. No, I don't, I, I wouldn't really know, but I haven't seen like racism and stuff like that. Um, Like people are very, warm and accepting and it's very international and global like anyone can buy into the project if if obviously if you have the liquidity and then once you're in the project if if you're in the community then everybody is usually super welcoming and happy to have you there which i think is so nice because you know sometimes in real life if you go to i don't know like an event like i don't know i've been to some events where uh where you go and they already have their small little kind of groups inside that that group and it's really hard to kind of just get in there because you feel like you're intruding right um and you feel like oh i'm i'm not one of them uh, i'm not welcomed but i'm like i'm there but i'm not really whereas in the nft space it's all like i don't know i think the community in the nft space is just something really special that you don't get in real life. It's like the people there are just so warming and and open to to all all kinds of people. And so like our team is is our global. Like we have people from America, from Canada, New Zealand, Asia, Europe. So we're we're kind of like an international team, so it's nice. And the same with the people in the community as well. You have people from all over the world, which is uh it's nice, you know, in one yeah. one space. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, let's talk about the so Kumo's world. First of all, why is it Kumo X World? <laughs> I always find that a bit confusing. Because <laughs> um, I I was going to do like because I don't know it it looks nicer when when you have it in in like in a URL or something as opposed to uh -huh. Kumo's world. Yeah. Because there's the apostrophe S yeah. and the apostrophe is sometimes a bit annoying to have. So Kumo X world. And also it allows us to kind of use other extensions. So it could be like Kumo X expedition, Kumo X like collabs, or if it's like, you know, with other project Kumo X and then the project name. Uh, so it kind of gives that bit of flexibility. And the reason why it's Kumo is because Kumo is Japanese word for cloud it's also a word for spider but we we are looking at cloud <laughs> so the cloud is shapeless right there's no like limit to what a cloud can be and so that's the kind of like uh the concept of kumo's world is that there's no boundary there's no limit to kumo's world like the only limit to kumo's world is your imagination 
And so as, as long as you can imagine it and you can see it, like it can be done. Like nothing is impossible. Well, there, there's, you know, it depends on how you see it, but like there is a possibility for everything, you know, there, if you can imagine it, we can, we can kind of work toward that. And so it's not like, okay, Kumo's world, we've explored it in the expedition and then that's it. It's like, we've only seen like a very small part of the world and there are other realms or places that we have yet to discover, but we haven't found it yet. So this kind of is where the, the community comes in and how we're evolving as, as the project, like, you know, community project, they evolve together. For example, the, I don't know if you were there for the, the last OG expedition. No, no, the, I haven't really delved deep into the expeditions. Okay, so Kumochis were not actually a thing on the roadmaps. <laughs> they <laughs> became a thing on the roadmap because during the last expedition, people, I like, like I said, it's all kind of interactive, right? So I was doing this thing and then uh, someone mentioned, oh, how about like, you know, maybe something special that can be like, you know, brought into the last expedition. So I just grabbed my iPad and I just drew a Kamochi and I gave it a name because it looks like a mochi, like really, you know, small and red. So I posted it into the, into the expedition and everyone during the expedition was like, Oh my God, Kumo, what is this Kamochi? This is so cute. What does it do? When Kamochi? And it was literally just like a whole session of just when Kamochi, what does it like? What can we do? Like, do we get to keep it? And I was like, Wow, they really like this Kumochi was literally last minute thrown into the story. And so then I said, oh, um, maybe it's a pet that you guys can um, evolve and grow sometime in the future. And like, oh, my gosh, that would be so awesome. So then I kind of thought, OK, so maybe that's something that they want. So then that's how like the Kumochi came about. But they weren't even there at the very start of the project. They just kind of came about like maybe within the last month or so. Um, and then people really liked that idea of getting to evolve them. And then that's kind of where the, the coins came in because we're like, okay, well, how do they evolve them? It's obviously, there, it's not like a game yet. So we need like things that we can use to interact with the Kumochi contract. Like I said, we're just building as we're going. And so who knows what the future might bring, depending on how crazy people decide to come up with ideas. So, um, so yeah, that, that's why it's fun, the, the whole the world thing. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. And with regards to the artwork itself, so you have a Japanese background or how did that come about? Uh, no, my my background is Chinese. Chinese. So I'm born in Ireland, but my parents are Chinese. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there really isn't. I don't really know where my art style came from because I do a lot of things like before Kumo's World, I was actually selling NFTs like one of ones. So I was doing like watercolor NFTs. I was doing voxel, voxel work NFTs. I was doing pixel work NFTs. Like there is no style as such because people would always say, hey, Kumo at the time, Nikki, um, what what's your style? I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to find one thing that everybody can relate to. And I guess I've always wanted to do like a cute style, but I was just never good at it because I was like, how do people draw such cute things? I mean, <laughs> cute. Um, but then eventually over time, I was just kind of like doing uh, derivative art pieces. Mm -hmm. Like I think it started with uh, Oni Force. So I was drawing like their Onis and um, just to kind of doodle a bit. And then people were, you know, interested in that style. So I was like, 
okay, so maybe we have some interest. And then that's why, like, I, I set up the, the, the project and then did the giveaway to, to sh- be sure that this is not just an Oni thing. It's, like, a, a wider range. So I did, like, a just like creative resident with, like, rainbow vomit. People seem to like rainbows. So that's <laughs> why you can see there's a lot of rainbows in my collection for the Harajukus. So yeah, that was one thing that that um, I found that people like that style. So I kind of started working on it. And if you see the OG collection, um, the Ex- Expedition Residence, you'll see that there the style has kind of developed over time, because from the very first one to the very last one to the Expedition or to the what you call it the the collection pieces, you can see that it kind of well I think it, it's improved over time because I'm like focusing on this kind of art style. So that's a that's a, that's how I guess um, that the art style. Interesting. So within the collection, we can see an evolution in the order that you are designing them. That's what you mean. Mm. So if you look at the OG residents, you'll see that the art style is they they are practically the same, but you might mm-hmm. see that the the I guess they're like more like improved versions for the collection, and then the OG. I didn't want to touch up the OG ones because they are the OG ones. I'm like, I want to keep them. Like I can see that my progression through, through the stages. So yeah. Cool. All right. So, and I guess then you, you research the words in Japanese or. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually really like the word Kumo even before the, the project. Uh So actually how the name Kumo origin, where it originated from. So my discord, is Kumo, Kumo bot. Mm-hmm. And I like I just I just wanted Kumo bot to be like my name because like Kumo is like clad and everything like I've said. And so people then started to recognize me as Kumo bot and then in different discords they just shortened it to Kumo. They're like, "Hey Kumo, what's the story?" And then eventually I like in Discord I've just been known as Kumo. And then I guess from there I was like, "Okay, so if I'm creating a world and if I call it Kumo's world and people who already know me in discord would be like, Oh, this is Kumo's world. So then I guess that's kind of where the, the Kumo X world came from. And the words you mentioned, like Haraju, Harajuki, what's the Harajuku? Uh, Harajuku. Is that Japanese as well? Or? That's Japanese. That's actually a yeah. town in Japan where they have like very distinct uh, fashion. As you can see, they're like color, like super colorful mm-hmm. and playful. So um, that's because I wanted, because I really wanted like one class that would just have like really colorful, uh, happy vibes, right? And so I was like, well, I don't know like what class of, because like, we had creatives, we had foodies. And I was like, okay, so what other, I guess, genre would, would, in, would allow me to be so colorful? And I was like, oh, well, Harajuku, because I just Googled Harajuku. And then the images that came up was like, this is pretty much what I want to do. Okay. We're gonna make a Harajuku class, and so that's oh, how <laughs> that's how I came up with that. <laughs> and how about the the unique ones? I think I own the Mother of the Mother of Dragons Mother unique Dragon, one, which, yeah. which I love. How about that set? Well, what's the thinking behind? Because they're super varied, random almost. <laughs> no? the, well, there was no there. Honestly, there are no like nothing behind, like no no special thought behind the the one of ones. Like it was, I would do a lot of live streams and I would be there and I'd say, right guys, I don't know what I'm drawing today. So if you guys have any suggestions, then just throw it out. 
And so Mother Dragon, someone had mentioned it before and they're like, oh, you know, it'd be so cool. Mother Dragon. I'm like, OK, cool. Let's let's try that. So and then someone else suggested the elf and then the hamburger Coke one was just like an in an, a joke, a joke that happened in this discord server where we had bots come in. I don't know if you were there for it, but um, bots so. came in and they were just having the most random conversation like, hey, dinner, you eat yet? No, I eat now. Oh, what do you eat? Hamburger Coke. And then <laughs> the mods that were there were like, hamburger Coke? Like, what? what is that? You like dip your hamburger in your Coke? And then they would be like, the, the bot would be like, yes, hamburger Coke. And then so that became like a thing. <laughs> I, I only read this when I woke up. And then so afterwards, um, the then when I was saying, what should I draw? I'm like, you should definitely draw a hamburger Coke. I'm like, what does hamburger coke even look like and so there was like all the people that were there at during that time of hamburger coke incident i'm with the incident of that like event they were there and like okay so they were just basically describing how i should draw hamburger coke so we kind of drew that one together and then the, the other ones were just like really random where i would be in the middle of drawing and they would suggest something and then i'd kind of throw it in and so that's how the the one of ones came about they're kind of like more community created one of ones which i really enjoy like creating with the community as opposed to just oh kumo just draws and then we just buy it's like mm. okay well they feel like they've been part of the whole process which i think is, is really nice that's interesting to know the story behind these unique ones <laughs> i don't sorry, know like, it's not that much coke. more interesting <laughs> <laughs> no the hamburger coke for example is super interesting no? it's like part of the whole story of the, the project yeah, it's it, nice it, to own it because of that. Yeah, I was there when that happened. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny because like during the slow minting of when we just had 600, everyone was like, has anyone minted hamburger Coke yet? <laughs> Where's hamburger Coke? <laughs> and then when someone actually did mint it, like if you don't know the story, you're just like, it's just hamburger Coke, you know, there's nothing. And then when when the hamburger Coke guy came into the discord, you're like, hey, I got this one of one. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's hamburger coke, dude. <laughs> we were like, you know, didn't know what was going on, but everyone else did, and it was like, yes, we found him. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was funny. Nice. All right, I guess to to conclude, if someone comes across the project now, falls in love with the characters, which I'm sure they will, what can <laughs> they expect once they join the community? What's happening right now and anything new that's coming up in the, the very near future yeah so like we always say you know uh if, if you want to join the community have a look through all the collection like people are buying what resonates with them because at the end of the day this is for you to keep or you could resell but you know it's nice to, to find a resident that resonates with you and so once you've joined the community you don't have to buy one of our NFTs to join the community. We are very like welcoming to everybody because we know that not everyone can afford it. You know, we're still welcoming and, and uh, open arms to anyone who, who wants to be part of the community. So at the moment, we have like a small contest at the moment on, on Twitter, which is picking the top five, I guess, most voted residents to be included in the, in the next upcoming book. And so once that's been done, then I will start uh, you know, drafting the, the storybook and getting that done. And I'm hoping to do like little drops 
as opposed to wait for the whole book to finish and then do it because I kind of like to, you know, have people uh, come in, maybe have some feedback or whatever. And then once the whole book is done, then we can like figure out how we're going to, um, you know, mint it or sell the physical because I want to have like physicals as well, because I think it's nice to sit with your kid and have the actual book there as opposed to, you know, have an iPad and just kind of like right, sticking sure, yeah. through the things. Yeah. So it's, it's more, yeah, it just feels more authentic to have a book there as opposed to just like an NFT. NFT is cool as well. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, and then so that's like the 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 child family sort of uh, side of the project that's happening at the moment. And then um, we have coloring pages as well. If people like to, to color or their kids like to color, they can print it off for free in, in the Discord channel, the coloring pages. We also have uh, for the bigger kids who also like <laughs> to um, <laughs> to play with their NFTs. We have in quarter one of 2022, we are introducing the Kumochis and the KXW coins, which are uh, ERC20 tokens. We kind of need to figure out like how to, to, to write the contract in the most, I guess, finance, like economical way so that you're not spending a shit I'm sorry, language. A load of a load of uh, Ethereum <laughs> on on like you know minting processes or like doing anything because at the moment you know gas is really expensive. So we don't want to you know write a contract and yeah this is cool you stake or whatever, but it also costs you to to do anything or to interact with your with your uh, NFTs. So we're looking at ways to minimize the cost that's involved. That's why we're, we're kind of spending a little bit more time on it. Because we believe in quality over like, you know, fast delivery and giving like a half finished product. So, yeah, like we want to make the Kamochis evolvable and I guess for the the coins that you can get, um, which will be claimable. It's like passive income. If you own a Kumo NFT from the, the residence collection, each one of them can gain passive income. Like every day you'll you get an accumulated uh, coins that you can claim. But we kind of usually say accumulate a bit and then claim it because obviously you have to pay gas to 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 claim. Um, and then once you have the coins, you can either buy items or or um, I think you can buy Kumochi, but we're going to limit it because Kumochis are scarce. So it's not like, oh, you can buy an infinite amount of Kumochi. They're going to be like a limited amount that you can buy with coins. And then I guess that's that's the fun part because you don't know how your Kumochi is going to evolve. I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll figure that one out when the time comes. Um, but you can buy specific items that that will kind of give your Kimochi like specific traits as such. So that's all kind of like in the air to be done. Um, I'm so excited about it when, when it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, patience. This is, what, this is what I say, because we don't want to rush anything. And so we want to give you guys uh, like quality, um, I guess, nfts to to be able to evolve and mess around with so yeah that's why we kind of said quarter one 2022 so it's not like a like a set deadline it's kind of like a date range as such mm -hmm. so and the expeditions are also ongoing right yeah so the expeditions are ongoing they're kind of like rpg text-based role-playing um adventure games that we do in our discord and at the moment we have like a winter themed expeditions coming up to christmas and so we have that, um, I think there's like seven, five, five left. It's maybe not five, four, maybe four left. I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> Up until the week of Christmas anyways. And it's just kind of like to engage the community. And it's fun because 
they can interact with the story as as we go. So they might say something like super ridiculous, like last week or not last week, like two days ago, they suggested that we use the undead residents as a raft to get across the river. And so in my story, I was like, uh, the undead residents, as much as they are kind, they are very brittle. So they cannot be used as a raft to cross the river. And they, they like that, how, you know, what they say can be um, put into the story as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is really funny. Sometimes they suggest the most random things. I'm like, guys, we all have feelings. <laughs> Be nice to your residents. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of what's happening. And then so once the Christmas or the winter themed expedition is over, then we might take like a week or two break to kind of come up with the next storyline. But, uh, yeah, the expedition, they're going to be ongoing regardless of what we're doing. It's just a matter of like how long they're going for and, you know, the break in between. Awesome. So, yeah, I think we've covered mostly everything, right? <laughs> I think um, so too. I I leave the links in the show notes because I don't want to I don't want to take a mistaken link. I know there are a lot of scams uh, in the NFT space at the moment, so I'll make sure to put in the right links to the website and to the Discord group in the show notes, and you can just go there to learn more about Kumo's world and participate if you want in the Discord group. So thanks again, Kumo, for joining us. And oh, thank you for having me. Oh, it was been so nice talking with you, John, and meeting your meeting your three-year-old son, Leo, was, was, was the icing on the top. <laughs> it was so cute. All right, that's a wrap with another NFT-related episode. Hope you enjoyed this one with Kumo. And if you like the episode or the podcast in general, please do leave a five-star review on iTunes. That would be very helpful. And you can also email me podcast at mastermind.fm or reach out on Twitter at mastermind.fm and let me know what you think about these shows, what you'd like to see more of. I really love feedback, so that's something that you can do to help me out. I'll see you in the next episode. Have a good week. See you soon.